Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you back. Those of you who are here for the first time, welcome to Federal Walkers Town Copy Great Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Taylor. Uh, if you're a regular, good to have you back. And um, for those of you that have been uh, invited to see this podcast by a co-worker, be sure and give them a thank you afterwards. And those of you who are here that uh, think you benefited from this information, don't forget to do a review on whatever podcast platform that you're on. Today we're going to talk about a new FICA bulletin. This FICA bulletin came out at the end of last year, and it's being implemented in March. So that particular FICA bulletin um, now is implementing, um, now it's about six to eight weeks in, in practice. So that's going to, uh, it's going to affect everybody. So we need, we need to discuss it. So, um, again, welcome to Federal Workers' Compensation Coffee Break Podcast. Like I said, I'm your host, Dr. Taylor. I'm an OWCP consultant, medical provider, has been assisting and working with clients for well over 29 years in the workers' comp arena. Um, here at this podcast, we discuss all sorts of topics related to federal workers' compensation and Department of Labor and OWCP and FECA Act. Uh, FERS, Longshore Maritime, DOD Contractor, VA Benefits. I cover all these relevant topics in a short Coffee Break-style format. Because we like to discuss topics that are related to helping you, the government employee, with filing your claim, understanding your rights and responsibility, relevant rules and provisions, and things that are covered topics that usually you guys reach out to me and ask me information on to help you successfully navigate the convoluted waters of federal claim filing. I do this podcast to assist you, you or your doctor, can't be everywhere, or your co-workers with claim filing denials or with appropriate filing of benefit claims or even knowing what benefits you're eligible for and understanding disability and injured workers' claims as well. All right, so let's dive in and talk about the FECA Bulletin 2303. Now, this this FECA Bulletin uh, it started out at the end of late December. And uh, it's being implemented uh, here in the last couple of months. So before we get started, let's get that coffee going. And then we will uh, we'll dive into FECA Bulletin 2303. All right. So FECA Bulletin 2303 basically is covering expanding the period for submitting evidence and in initial claims or initial filing of claims from 30 days to 60 days. Now, this was started in uh, the, the Fiscal Year National Defense Act, uh, the NDAA, into law on December 23rd. It was listed under Section 5305C of the Act, but it became effective and ratified and amended uh, in its final form, effective as of March 7, 2023. Now, the injured federal workers uh, covered by the Office of Workers' Compensation Programs will now have 60 days to supply evidence in support of an initial claim. Okay, this is Federal Workers' Comp Claim, CA1, CA2s. Specifically, the legislation directed the Secretary of Labor to amend the Federal Employee Compensation Act regulations at 20 CFR 10.121 to increase the minimum time to to submit supporting documentation on an initial claim from 30 to 60 days and to modify the FECA procedure manual to do the same. 
So this has been legislated and it's permanent. OWCP has explained the revised rev regulation and changes in this FECA Bulletin 2303 that you can find online if you type it up. It was issued in January 9th of this year and it was ratified, like I said, on March 7th. The FECA Bulletin basically says claimants should be aware that the expanded 60-day time frame applies only to the initial adjudication of a claim. That's initial claim filing when you're trying to do a new claim. Now, according to the legislation, DOL published a final rule in the Federal Register, and it was amended in March 7th, and so it's now active, been legislated. Here's what it says. If the claimant submits factual evidence, medical evidence, or both, but OWCP determines that this evidence is insufficient, it's not sufficient to meet the burden of proof, OWCP will inform the claimant of the additional evidence needed, you, the claimant, will be allowed at least 60 days to submit the evidence required versus having only 30 days prior. So now you have two months versus one month. OWCP is not required to notify the claimant a second time if the evidence submitted in response to his first request is not sufficient to meet the burden of proof. And the first thing that I thought of when I read that was, what the hell? Uh, you don't have to notify the claimant anymore. This has been legislated, guys. If the second time you submit evidence in response to its first request is insufficient, they don't have to respond. They can just ignore you. Uh, what? <laughs> That's actually what it says. Note here that the 60-day period applies to cases where the claims examiner, after an initial review of the case, determines that the claim needs additional factual medical evidence to be accepted. In such instances, the claim examiner will issue what OWCP calls a development letter. The additional evidence sought by the claims examiner in the development letter will always be related to one or more of the five basic elements that every claim has as a burden of proof to establish for his or her claim to be accepted. Okay? Now, in review of this FECA bulletin, I think that the new expanded time frame is beneficial for injured government workers who are in the initial stages of filing their claims in some circumstances. Historically, claims examiners were required to allow at least 30 days for a response to all initial development letters before denying a claim. Now, injured workers often have trouble obtaining the required evidence within the 30-day limit during COVID. Okay, it got worse during COVID, and I think that's what precipitated this. But it's a double-edged sword, and we'll talk about that in a second. In particular, it was really hard for injured workers to schedule appointments with their attending physicians in certain areas of the country where the required medical evidence um, was hard to find doctors to accept OWCP, and the time uh, constraint became a big problem, especially during COVID. So when claimants could not obtain the necessary evidence, Within the 30-day period allowed by the development letter, their claims were being denied. Because fixing an initial denial through the appeals process can add months to the initial acceptance or the eventual acceptance of the claim. The expanded development period will allow more claims to be accepted during their initial adjudication. Mm-hmm. We'll see. While the expanded time frame will be beneficial for claimants overall, I have some concerns here, guys. So a lot of ways this makes sense, but I worry that if you give OWCP claims examiner 60 days, they're going to use every bit of that 60 days to d continue to delay as they're so famous for delaying and authorization and approval of people's claims. The last thing that we need is a mandated and legislated reason to be able to delay the approval of a claim. But I'm not going to go on a rant here, but that's, that, that's very concerning. So my big concern right now is that in cases where the claimants has obtained 
and submitted the necessary evidence well before the 60-day period ends, claims examiners might not be aware of this fact or don't check e-comp and wait until after the 60-day period has issued uh, has ended to issue a decision. In other words, they're not they don't by rule they don't have to give you an answer for 60 days, so don't expect to hear from them. They're going to make you wait two full months. That's what's really going to happen. Because of this, it is prudent for you, okay, the claimant, once you and your medical provider have submitted all your requested evidence into eComp, reach out to your claims examiner to advise your claims examiner that you've completed your response to the development letter and request prompt adjudication of their claim. That's the only way you're going to get this uh, delay tactic uh, avoided is you got to bug them. You got to say, hey, it's an e-comp. When can I expect a response? You can do this by both by phoning your claims examiner or also uploading brief notes into e-comp. Um, I, I recommend you do both. All right, listen. Finally, claimants should be aware of something that the expanded 60-day time frame only applies to the initial adjudication of a claim. In established claims that have been accepted, a 30-day time frame still applies to development letters issued for any number of adjudicatory issues for which OWCP may issue a formal decision. Things like denials of requested wage loss compensation, denial of schedule award, denial of reimbursement, denial of requested medical procedures or DME, durable medical equipment. 30-day time frame also still applies for claimants to respond to notice of proposed action and accepted claims such as termination or reduction of benefits. And it applies for claimants to respond to proposed sanctions for such things as failing to attend an OWCP-directed medical exam, refusing suitable work, failing, failure to cooperate with vocational rehab efforts, or failing to complete required forms. Well, I think that's is an interesting dilemma, and I think that what it brings up is I think this is going to be weaponized into a new delay tactic. What I worry about here is that this is one of those things that has good intentions, because of COVID, but I'm afraid they're going to weaponize it to make it easier to delay. So that's really all we're going to cover today. I think that'll be it for this Federal Workers' Comp Copyright Podcast episode. I just want to let you guys know that uh, this is important because it affects all of you. So pass it along to all your coworkers and to your friends, okay? I want to thank you for listening. I want to remind you to share this podcast with other federal workers you think would benefit from this type of information. Uh, that's how you found me, most uh, most likely. Also, if you need an approved medical provider for your DOL or OWCP or long short case in Florida, you can find me in Tampa and Dr. Thomas in Jacksonville. Uh, to make a consult with me, discuss your case, or if you know someone in Florida who's recently injured, you can call the clinic, 813-877-6900, or now in Oklahoma at 844-625-5300, specifically Oklahoma City. Also, if you're in another state and you want me to assist you with uh, claim questions or assistance for your doctor, you can email me at fedcompconsultants at protonmail. I get a lot of emails, a lot of questions. I need to warm this coffee up and get going. So as usual, I want to thank all of you who put on that uniform, that badge, deliver that mail, take care of our veterans and make this government run. This is a big thank you. I do this for free just for you. I could not do all this. We cannot do all this without the work you all out there are doing. So this is my big thank you. I do this for free to help you guys as much as I can and your coworkers. And remember, if you have an injured federal worker's claim or you need federal assistance with a federal benefit, I'm here to help. 
Alright guys, see you next time. I'm off to get my coffee warmed up. Keep sending those emails, questions, and comments. I appreciate hearing from all of you. If you can take the time to do a little review on whatever podcast formats you're listening to me on, I really appreciate that. That's how others can find me. So, I'll see you next time. Let me get this coffee warming.